Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. This is Natalina, the host and founder of Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining me today. We have an incredible episode with Simon Smart, who coaches other men through ancient warrior techniques. This is definitely an episode that you don't want to miss, especially if you're a woman, because he's going to give us good insight on how we can support the men in our life. So Simon Smart believes that the results you experience in your life are not a consequence of your decisions or actions, but instead the inevitable outcome of who you are and who you build yourself into. Clarity, decisiveness, action, vision, and the ability to maintain resilience are the drivers of full-spectrum success. At age 21, Simon turned his back on a legal career to live in Japan, deepening his understanding and practice of old combat martial arts, a journey that ultimately led him through years of training in meditation, body-mind integration, and warriorship. After years of training U.S. soldiers, Simon met his wife and moved full-time to the United States just as the economy crumbled in 2008. After spending two years working with violent crime and sex crime victims, this led to a new focus on sales, marketing, consulting, and winning awards in the corporate world. A very acute and personal battle with depression resulted in Simon studying nutrition, exercise, West personal development, NLP, and the challenges faced by high-achieving men in the modern world. Simon's focus is now on coaching men to experience power, presence, and the performance needed to create massive results across all areas of life and health, relationships, business, and purpose. I love this because he is doing what Rise For You is essentially doing with women. And it is just incredible to see a man helping other men. So stay tuned for this incredible episode with Simon Smart, episode number 45. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Well, Simon, it's so honored to have you on the show. Um, I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, thank you, Nada. And, you know, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I've been around the block a lot of times. I've done a lot of different things. Uh, traveled the world as, as a kid and a young man, did a lot of cool things. Went to law school, um, passed law school, and then took a right turn and decided that I didn't want to be an attorney. I wanted to be a ninja. So I went to Japan for years, studied essentially old combat arts over there under a n- number of different um, teachers and trainers. And really spent most of my 20s studying what I would consider a warriorship and what it means to be a man, what it means to show up as a present and powerful uh, warrior for the people around you. That was a big pulse for me in my 30s, in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I got married and got into business and consulting and sales. And really, those were two different worlds for me, two different lives that I was living. And they didn't really resonate with, with each other for a long time. And um, that led me down a road of... Um, a lot of success, but also a lot of depression because I wasn't really living in my power. I, I was failing to unite all parts of my life in one place. 
And so what I really focus on now is really phenomenal for me because I've been able to bring together all the skill sets that I've learned in the last 20 years. And so now I'm very, very focused on how can I have an effect on the men around the world who have not really been exposed to a lot of training as far as how to be a man. You know, we, we, all, we all get to 18 and we get our driving license and maybe we can drink a beer and that's about it. Uh, traditional cultures all have some kind of initiation training for men where you learn what your responsibilities are and, and how to manage your life as you go. And I see a lot of problems, both for men and women and, and families in this country, where guys don't have that. So I really focus on uh, doing my very best to bring the background and skill set that I have to bear on that particular problem. I love that. So from lawyer to ninja, can you... Yeah, my, my, uh, my mother was disappointed, let me tell you that. She, she was having a great time going to uh, her ladies' uh, lunches and saying, my son's going to be a high-powered attorney. And I would have been. I was very, very good at it. Um, but, you know, I had this experience, and maybe you can relate to this. I, I went to a graduation party right after I graduated, and people were partying. There was music. There was a lot of noise. But for me, suddenly, the noise just turned down, and I could see people's lips moving but not hear the sound. I was just inside my own, my own bubble. And I looked around, and I realized these people were not my people. I didn't resonate. I didn't vibe with them anymore. And I just knew right then in a millisecond that it wasn't my path. And uh, I very rapidly changed course, and uh, it was beautiful. I was able to go and spend a lot of time training with, uh, with a gentleman who I read his books when I was a kid, and it was kind of a dream come true, and it really absolutely changed the trajectory of my life forever. So what was the aha moment that got you to go down the ninja path? Like, what was the passion with that? Yeah, so I've been, I've been, um, I've been a scrapper as a kid. I, I'd always been. I'd never got in trouble. I was a, an A grade student, but I, I liked fighting and I liked, uh, I liked how it felt to be absolutely present in the moment and to be in that that struggle to uh, to bring your mind and your body into alignment to win a fight. I loved it. And uh, you know, throughout, I was kind of funny in, in college. I went to the University of Edinburgh. It's about four hundred years old, and as you can imagine, law school is very preppy, very buttoned down. And I was the the guy who came in every Monday morning to this ancient law library. You know, think Harry Potter. And I would always have a burst lip or a black eye because I was fighting competitions at the weekends, and then I was working security jobs and working doors at nightclubs. And so I really had this double life. And uh, the, the second part of me won over, and I, I just knew that I would never be fulfilled, I would never expand to my full potential by doing what would have made me money. And, and that was attractive. It was attractive to go down the, uh, the lawyer-attorney route. Um, and I, it's funny, I had, had dinner recently with my best friend from law school. He's doing incredibly. He's an amazing life. But the truth is, he's not that happy. He's uh, putting on a brave face. He's got the car and the house and the trophy wife. But we talked, and he's, he's stuck. He's frustrated. He's not not living how he internally wants to live. And I was very fortunate that I recognized that dichotomy early and uh, I dodged the bullet, I dodged the blade. Yeah. So right now you're, you're doing some incredible work with men and um, it's very fascinating actually. And it's right alongside Rise Up For You. Obviously we work with women, but you know, in society, there's a lot of stereotypes, not only for women, but for men, as you know, there's a lot of expectations like, you know, what does it mean to be a man? And if you cry or you do this, you're not a man. And you know, how do you step into life as a man? And you know, I come from a family of predominantly males. I was the only girl and I watched the struggle growing up with my 
my two brothers, for example, and my dad, you know, what are some things that you see with men that are struggles that you just, if you could talk to every single man right now that you would say, get rid of this. And this is what it means to step into life. Oh, I mean, that's a long, long conversation, but there, there are certain things which are absolutely important. One, one thing that I don't see happening very much, uh, this was uh, true for men throughout history, that a man would be very, very clear on his values, and he would live to his values. He would know who he was, what he stood for, what he was willing to fight for, what he was willing to die for, um, and his words and his, his actions would come from that, that hard center. And we don't get any of that these days. Most guys drift through life either with no values or values that society handed them or just a vague sense of what's right and what's wrong. And you see, part of the challenge with that, Neda, is that when, when life goes to shit, when things get hard, when you're faced with those brutal decisions that we all have in life sometimes, when you are already clear on who you are and what you stand for and what your value set is, it allows you to take the stance of saying, well, I've already made my decision. This choice is in line with me and this one is not, so let's go. Rather than getting stuck and spending hours or days or months trying to figure out what the right path is because you've already decided before, it makes new decisions easy. So that's an important thing. But even more critically, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who are successful and on the outside they look like they have everything dialed in. Uh, you know, they're, they're making money in their business. They've uh, got great families. Everything looks fantastic. But on the inside couple things. One, they often will feel like they haven't really grown up. They're boys in a men's body. And nobody likes to talk about that, but sometimes when they look in a mirror, um, that's kind of how they feel. And then the other thing that I see over and over is guys who are pretty conscious of, of what's important to them in life, and then they get married, and they get into business and careers, and then they one day wake up around 35, 40, 45 years old, and they look in the mirror, and they think, wow, what happened? Where did the last 15 years of my life go? Who even am I anymore? And that can be a very lonely place. And we, we don't really have structures anymore. It's something that I'm really working on building. But we don't really have structures anymore where men can go and just be men and talk about these issues. You know, a lot of the, uh, I'll, I'll give you the example, a lot of the Native American tribes would have a men's lodge where only men were allowed and men would go and bullshit and talk, but also talk about those real deep challenging issues so that when they left the lodge, they would go back to their, their women and their families having taken care of their shit and being able to show up and be powerful and present and do their job. And all these issues are just plaguing modern men uh, to the point that we're seeing depression and suicide. I see guys who have great businesses basically destroy their businesses because they can run the marriage and the business and the health and that inner sense of clarity all at the same time. It's just too much because they don't have the skill sets and the knowledge and the strategy and the tactics that they need to be successful. Absolutely. You are, you're extremely unique in the sense that you work with men and, and you have this, uh, I guess this technique, it's called warrior protocol and, and you use like ancient, um, I guess, systems to work with men. Can you give, give us a little more of what that looks like? I'd be happy to. Uh, and the reason for that is it's my background. It's what I, it's what I grew up studying. Um, you know, I've studied in ninja and samurai traditions. I studied Zen and Mikyo and Taoism. And I studied some of the uh, Apache traditions locally here in the U.S. And these are all ancient cultures that have so much knowledge and wisdom on what it means to be a warrior, to be a brave, to be a man. And as I look around, or as I did look around at what we consider the state of affairs in personal development today, 
Um, don't let me rant too much, Nada, but personal development has become quotes and memes on Facebook. Nice ideas that feel good for a couple of seconds. People don't really take the time to really dig deep into what these things mean. And they take things at face value, and, and that's a problem. Personal development is not just feel-good stuff. Personal development is doing very, very deep inner work, inner journeying on yourself. Uh, often it's not fun. Often you have to dig into some of the worst things that ever happened to you in your life, your deepest fears. And ancient cultures understood this and modern society likes things to be uh, fun and easy and we don't really like struggle and hard work anymore. So I base a lot of what I do on modern um, psychology and physiology and uh, personal development, but I also bring in these ancient technologies. I'll give you an example. You see, if I, if I go to an average guy who likes uh, football and beer and TV, and I suggest the idea of meditation to him, instantly his mind will go to hippies and California and the <laughs> 70s and LSD. Maybe he might think about Buddhist monks, but both of those worlds are so removed from his world that there is no common ground, and it just makes him feel like that's kind of a weird thing. But when I can show that most modern or most ancient warrior cultures had either a meditation tradition or a self-introspection tradition and that they did that for very specific reasons with very specific techniques so that when they went into battle, they could be absolutely calm and clear. They could control their heart rate, their physiology, their breathing so that they could be centered, so they could be creative, so they didn't get tunnel vision. They actually maintained the ability to operate with all their faculties and they would use meditation and inner introspection to literally bring waste upon their enemies. Suddenly, meditation becomes a little bit of a cooler, more accessible thing for men. Um, and modern personal development really doesn't speak to men very much that I find. I mean, another concept that drives me crazy is I, I was at an event a little while ago, and there was a, an amazing woman. She's a healer, and she turned to a buddy of mine and said, you know, Simon really needs to get in touch with his feminine side. And my buddy who knows me looked at her and said, well, <laughs> you don't know Simon. You see, for most men, talking about a feminine side doesn't really connect with us because I have – a big part of me when I'm with my wife or my, my son or close friends where I'm very emotionally soft and accessible and open, but it doesn't feel feminine in any way. So a lot of the modern personal development language doesn't even allow men to access it easily. If I talk about men having a hard side and a soft side, men start to say, oh yeah, okay, now I know what you're talking about. And that's why I orientate from that place. Oh my gosh, I just love the work that you're doing and hearing you talk, it's just, it's so needed. I love it. So on your website, you talk a little bit about the four foundations. Um, are you able to just give us a little more insight right now about that? Absolutely. This is, uh, my website always lags behind my conversation, but uh, you know, I talk a little bit about uh, what I consider quadrant theory. And I'll give you, I'll give you a, real, a real simple example. If I was training soldiers to go into combat, and I have done that for, for years, um, would I teach them shooting for a month and then we stop shooting and then we go learn communication and tactics for a month and then stop that and then we spend a month doing fitness and then we just spend a month doing something else and then by the time we actually deployed into theater, it would have been four or five months since they actually fired around and suddenly they'd be very bad at shooting and they would fail. So you have to train all these skill sets simultaneously. And so what I see a lot of guys do when they want to change their life is they'll suddenly go hardcore in the gym. They'll work on their fitness or they decide they want to make more money and that will solve all their problems. So they go hardcore into business and entrepreneurship 
And they have this single focus, which is a great skill. We're predators, we're hunters, so we have this tunnel vision. But while I'm 100% focused on my business, my wife is feeling like I've abandoned her. She'll be saying things like, honey, I love how hard you work, but I feel like we're just not important anymore. The husband will say, well, he'll get frustrated. He'll say, hey, honey, I'm working this hard for you guys. Why don't you see that? And she'll see it in her head, but she won't feel it in her heart, in her body, in her being. And suddenly they're arguing, and the arguing carries over to the next day in the business, and now the business is suffering because his mind is not 100% in the business anymore. So what I'm really getting is that, uh, to me, a great life is one where you're in great physical shape. Your body feels good. It feels relaxed. It feels limber. You know, you, you look in the mirror, and you feel confident about yourself. And internally, in your non-physical, in your luminous being, you're connected and calm and centered, and you, have, you feel like you have wisdom and knowledge inside of you. And then in your marriage, your family, things are good. You have connective, expansive relationships with the people you love. And then in this other quadrant of business, we're running businesses where we are truly contributing from our center in a way that only we can with our unique message so that we can impact the market and help people and make a lot of money at the same time. When all those four areas are taken care of, there's very little else in life that you need. And of course, you can slot other things in, holidays and trips and fun and hobbies, but those core things are so important. And I frequently see guys who maybe get one or two squared away for a while until they bleed power in the other areas. So I truly believe that for men to really step into their power and their presence and have an amazing life, we have to nail all these things simultaneously. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you. You're like my soul brother, Simon. Totally. <laughs> Everything you're saying resonates. Um, so I, I love, I love what you've been saying so far as a woman and, you know, this podcast, like we've talked about earlier is predominantly geared toward women. How do we support the men in our life? Well, it's a great question. One thing that men I believe need from women is we need women to create a drive in us to be better men. And most women do that naturally. I believe that much of the breakdown that we see in families and relationships and divorce rates doesn't start with the women. What I see happening is the guys, just like this conversation we're having, get married and they don't really know what it means to be a husband. There's no training on this. There's Oftentimes we've never learned it from our fathers or our grandfathers because they didn't understand it either. It's been about four or five generations since guys really understood what it meant to be a man in the modern culture. So I see guys who go into marriages and basically are still boys. And so the woman, I'm sure you can relate to this, the woman ends up having an extra child who also makes a paycheck. And <laughs> that's great, but that doesn't allow a woman to be as expansive and as powerful in her beautiful, unfolding feminine energy as she really would like to be. And of course, what happens then is she doesn't just become the mother, she becomes the father because he's not doing the job. You know, I'll, I'll use a personal example. When I, when I first got married to my amazing wife, Michelle, she's, she's a healer. She's powerful. She's, she's uh, so enlightened. And we're a great match, but I didn't understand my role. And I thought that I was supposed to run my marriage like a business partnership, where it's 50-50, where I would encounter a challenge and I would come to her and I would say, well, what do you think we should do? And as soon as she sensed my lack of conviction, my lack of decisiveness. She wouldn't even talk to me about the problem. She would attack me full on. She would go into um, what I wasn't doing and how I was making her feel and become a massive argument. 
And I would get frustrated thinking, well, I just want to talk about the problem, not all this other stuff. But what I was very lucky to eventually figure out is that she needed me to be the leader of the household. She needed me to be a, to be a fucking man. And so now what I do is when there's a problem, I will sit and I'll think and I'll figure it out. And I'll go to her and I'll say, honey, this is the problem. This is the solution I want to run. And I just want to check with you that that's okay. I want to check with you that you agree. And it's completely different. Her reaction most of the time now is to give me quality feedback, add to the idea, or just say, honey, thanks for taking care of it. And our relationship is different because of it. So what I'm getting at is that most men, as well as acting like boys, have no idea how to be powerful, masculine men. And what that leads to is women who have to pick up the slack of the masculine. And so we, we see women who um, get tired and... It's not a bad thing for a woman to have access to the masculine, especially in business and careers. It can be very powerful. But in my experience, talking to a lot of women, that's not what they want when they come home. In, in fact, I find this fascinating. A lot of women who are very powerful CEOs are extremely masculine, extremely decisive in the, in the workplace. And you would think that they would marry or hook up with effeminate, soft guys. And that's not really the case. Oftentimes, they will marry even stronger men so that when they come home from the workplace, that space is held and they can literally melt and go back into their feminine so they can recover for the following day. Uh, I, what you said just resonates so clearly with me because I'm, that is me, you know, that that uh, strong woman, you know, when, when I'm in my career and I'm, I'm doing, you know, my element but when I come home, I don't, I don't want to run the ship. <laughs> I want the man to run the ship. Do you so know what I mean? My, my, my advice for women is, unfortunately, this is not how it should be, but none of us can change the world from a position of what should be. We have to look at the reality of what is. And many men have not had this training. Many men don't understand what you're even saying there, Anita. So if you're a woman with a man who is not sufficiently filling his role of the masculine, he may need some coaching. And I'd be happy to help, but a woman can begin to explain this. And he may not get it, but you have to reward him. Every time he is decisive, every time he is masculine, you have to allow him the space to do it. And if you continue to run the habit of being masculine – he won't know what to do. So you have to, it's frustrating, but sometimes as a woman, you have to coach your man in how to be a better man. He just doesn't know. It's not that he doesn't want to do it. He just doesn't know. Um, my wife gets frustrated with me because she's, she's a neat freak. She keep, keeps an amazing house. And sometimes there'll be a mess and I'll walk right past it. And for years, she thought that I didn't care. That I just didn't care about the quality of the household. And now she understands that I didn't even see it because I was tunnel visioned. I was moving forward in some other space that I was working on and it literally didn't even leap out to me. So there are these amazing differences between women and men. And I think the world would be a better place if we just took a breath and recognized that he's not an asshole. She's not a bitch. We're just different. Mm, I love that. Um, Simon, I'd love to jump into our power section of the episode if that's okay with you. You are the boss, ma'am. Go right ahead. <laughs> Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Man, there are so many books that I've read. I'm a big fan of uh, Radical Honesty by uh, Brandon Blatt, something like that. I'll put it in the show notes for you. Okay, great. Um, it, it's very extreme. It, it posits um, an idea of being absolutely brutally honest with everyone all the time. Obviously, that's an impossible way to live. But it does open up some interesting ideas for people. 
Um, another book that I'm a big fan of is called uh, Sacred Path of the Warrior Shambhala. Um, I forget the author's name, but I'll put it in the podcast. It's, uh, it's a deeply spiritual book uh, based on a lot of uh, Tibetan concepts. And I read it over and over and over in my 20s, and it really, it really created a lot of my belief set. Okay, great. And what's one thing that you've accomplished, Simon, that you're proud of? I have a lot of things. I'm not arrogant, but I'm not shy about the things I'm proud of. I have an amazing marriage. I have an amazing little boy. Those things I'm proud of. Um, I've won awards. I've won competitions. You know, I, I think I think the the moment in my life that I am proud of in a way. I don't even feel proud because I didn't do the work other people did. But I, in my twenties, I I trained for about two years in warriorship, and I. I purified my body and my mind, and I meditated, and I learned all kinds of skills. And then I did a four-day vision quest, and I literally went up a mountain in Japan, and I made a small circle, maybe four feet in diameter, and I stood in the circle for four days. And it was it was a brutally difficult period of time. It was amazing and incredible and, and, and awful. Um, but that, that's an important moment in my life, and I, I look back. I wouldn't say I'm proud, but I look back, and I'm just so grateful that that space existed for me to to do that kind of training and to bring that back down the mountain for everyone else. Mm. And are there any routines that you have in your life that help you get a positive rise, maybe a daily routine or a morning routine or something? Oh, everything I do is routine. It has to be. It's the only way to stay continually effective. I, I wake up, and I, I meditate and journal. Um, most people think meditation is just breathing and relaxing, and that's a good start. But there, there's so much depth and so many techniques out there for um, for developing enlightenment and connection through through meditation. So I work that every day. Uh, I, I I eat for nutrition. I eat for my mental cognitive capacity every day. Um, I have cheat days now and again, but everything I do in my life, I try to make sure that it's uh, allowing me to show up better for my wife, my son, my clients. So meditation, food, I work out every single day. Um, If you have a day where you don't work out, your body got weaker that day. Your body got older and tighter and less effective. So I do all these things on a daily basis. Um, I'm very, very routine-based in that way. And I've tweaked it over the years, and I continue to tweak it for, you know, as life changes, you have to develop. But... Yeah, I, I live by routine. Um, these are the things that allow me to continue to show up every day as present as possible. I love that. And Simon, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share with us? Oh, I mean, there's so much. There's so much I would love to talk about. Um, one of the things that, that I really, it's important to me to share this with a lot of people because I think it it's another thing that ties into this conversation about men, but it applies equally to women. You see, we live in probably one of the softest societies that has ever existed on the face of the planet. Mm. Many years ago, you didn't live that long. And if you did, you were lucky because there was war and famine and disease and dangerous predators. And that was a horrible way to live compared to how lucky we are today. But there's a there's an upside and a downside to everything, right? And, and the, the downside of living in such a protected, soft society is that it produces soft, protected people. And... When you are just the product of your environment, what will happen is that when life comes along and smashes you in the face, and and, we all know that life is great, but there are some very hard moments. When you become soft, you won't have the ability to respond 
it can break you, it can knock you down for a long time. And so I truly believe that it's the responsibility of individuals who have a certain level of consciousness, who live in a soft society, to remedy that by continually putting themselves under stress, putting yourself into hard experiences, you know, from tough mutters to hard workouts to jumping out of planes to taking on challenges that are far bigger than you can accomplish at the time, but that you will expand into being able to handle by virtue of taking them on. And so I, re I really believe that it's our responsibility to balance the amazing society we live in by toughening ourselves up on a daily basis. And, and especially if you're in business, um, business is hard. There can often be challenges and, 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 and things that come out of nowhere. And if you've allowed yourself to become soft, you, in my opinion, have a much lesser capability of being successful in business. I, I love everything that you said, Simon. I definitely want to get you back on the show in the future because I just feel like there's so much more that we can learn from you um, in, you know, in regards to men and the male perspective. How do we stay connected to you, Simon, and how do we support you? Thank you. So uh, to stay connected to me, I'm on Facebook a lot. I post a lot of videos and content there. People seem to like that. So come connect with me on Facebook. If there's something on this podcast that really resonated or connected with you or you have a question that I can do my very best to answer, just email me, simon at warriorprotocol.com. And if you're interested in more of this conversation, I have put together a pretty expansive, I think 10 lesson free video course, primarily for men, but I'm not saying women can get some value out of it. It's called the Warrior Edge course and you can download it for free at warriorprotocol.com slash get dash warrior dash edge. And again, I'm sure Neto will put that in the show notes. So go there, sign up, uh, do the training, implement it. Um, I've had guys who've done that training at zero cost and it has radically changed them in their lives. I have a a deep calling. I, I feel this message coming through me every day of, of me being here to assist all the men out there who are in pain, who are struggling, who are frustrated, who just feel fucking stuck and just need, just need a, a little bit of help. And, um, not just for them, but for their families and for everything that they do in life. And if somebody's listening to this, reach out to me. I would love to work with you in some capacity to, to help you get what you need so that you can show up properly for others. Beautiful. Thank you again so much, Simon. Nada, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. That was episode number 45 with Simon Smart. I absolutely loved his information and his tips and his values about men. And it's just, it is so important, ladies out there, to make sure that we are supporting the men in our life. So please share this podcast episode with the men in your life, absolutely. And share it with the ladies that are in your life too, because it is cohesive and it goes hand in hand. Thank you for tuning in today. If this is the first time you happen to listen to the podcast, please head over to our website at www.riseup4u. Check out what we're all about. Subscribe to our emailing list so we can send you some incredible tools and insight to help you rise up for you and be the best that you can be to help you lead your best life. Thank you so much for joining us. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.